Hey guys, welcome to another episode of... <laughs> you don't even know what it's called. <laughs> Coleman and Corey Movie Show. Coleman and Corey Movie Show. K and CMS. Something like that. Coleman and Corey. 1917. 1800. Get your credit score. Watched a World War One movie. The entire movie was one Filmed take. during World War One, On-scene cameras. This is actual footage from the Western Front. <laughs> this, was a, this was a brutal movie. It wasn't that, like, gory. Uh, I take that back. I guess when, uh, when it goes from... Oh, it's too many spoilers. Let's start this off spoiler free. Introduce people to the movie. Get them comfortable. If they like it, they can click out of the video and go watch it. We recommend. I don't think it was gory or like. You go watch it first. I, okay. I already watched it. Yeah. Oh, you, the, you're telling them. Yeah. You should talk to them, then don't talk to me. Right. Um, go watch the movie. Yeah. You have so much time with COVID. All right. Did you like it? I loved it. You loved it. I loved it. I liked it. 10 out of 10. Wow. You really mean that? Yeah. I'm not drawing. I gave it a three out of five. What did you what did you like about it so much? I thought it was a like a start of the movie and then all of a sudden it was over. And I look at my watch and it's been two hours and fifteen minutes. I'm wow. Like, wow. That's like engrossing. Yeah. Like you <laughs> at some point I started the movie because you obviously rented it, watched it with her and uh or we've said her name. Yeah, Joy. my girlfriend, yeah. Yeah, your, your girlfriend. And I wasn't able to watch it that night. I watched it the next day, and you were, like, passing back and forth and doing your lullabies in the kitchen. And it was... <laughs> what does that even mean? De-immersifying my experience watching the movie. So I kept yelling at you to shut the fuck <laughs> hey, up. shut up! I'm trying to watch my movie. <laughs> oh, I was bothering you. <laughs> God fucking damn it, Michael. <laughs> my theater home theater experience is ruined! But, yeah. I mean, good acting, good story. Uh, you you can just tell that Sam and Des put a lot of uh, forethought into yeah, you know everything, the technicality and the story as well. So yeah, obviously not based on anything in like reality per se. <clears throat> there was no actual. Jolie asked me, "Is is this was this a real movie?" Real and yeah. I said, "Yeah." And she's like, "What happens? Like, do you know the story?" I was like, "Ah, oh, we'll see, we'll see." I just, <laughs> just I have no idea. Just watch, just watch. just just watch it. Yeah, it's real story. Yeah. Just, I mean, that's all. That's like the basis of like just watch it. I think yeah. that's what we want to give all of you as the takeaway is just go see this movie. I yeah, think. yeah. I mean, go see by go see. I mean, go rent and go rent it and yeah. watch it. Yeah, we'd recommend it. Um, it's it's hook is it's definitely a a different style of movie. Um, I don't know what it is about war movies and long takes, but they seem to go hand in hand. Saving Private Ryan opens up with that famous, everyone knows that scene of D-Day, the invasion, and it's just going through, and it's kind of a moment in time of war, and it was very, like, there's just so much horrific stuff happening that's being thrown at you, and you're following, like, one guy passing through all the carnage and wreckage. and Dead bodies, yeah. blown up, smoking, charred. Like, I thought it was awesome, the shots that they took. That were they were able to take with um, 
just the carnage that was around them. Yeah. Like a giant hole with water and bodies floating in it. Yep. 100% accurate. Yep. Crawling through, you know, no man's land past barbed wire and tanks and you jump in a hole and you're like, all right, I'm safe. And then you look next to you and there's a decomposing body next yeah. to you. It's like, it's very visceral, but I think it lends to the accuracy of the movie because of how brutal that war was. Yeah. Like you start off with like horses and oh, buggies yeah. and muskets. And then by the end of the war, you're, you know, tanks, airplanes, yes, machine guns. So I listened to a Dan Carlin podcast about world war one. It was like three or four hours long. It was back when I was working as a grill cook and uh, you have to prep the food. And uh, so I would just like put on one headphone and I would put on my gloves and just cut chicken for like hours. And I would just listen to like this horrific World War One. Um, you know, Dan Carlin, anyone who knows about him with podcasts, he's just like super interesting. He's just just talks for hours and telling interesting anecdotes and facts. And his whole thing about World War One is that it was way brutal. It was less people less countries involved but it was horrific they they didn't have tanks and in the same way as world war ii world war ii was a tech boom for the time but in world war one they were using like not muskets and i'm, I'm getting the details wrong don't listen to well, us and like think that we're historic single fire rifles yeah. with blades attached to the end still and your tanks are pretty much just tubs with tracks on the side and you're mm -hmm. firing the same ammunition like a like an artillery shell that you would from the normal ground yeah you know and and i think this is where like germany's prowess came out was like oh they've been planning this for a while so they had been developing guns and kind of the rest of the allied forces were still trying to like catch up with their with their uh advancement in technology like you can see it in this movie where they're going through their own trenches mm -hmm. allied trenches and they get to the german ones and it's like it's like they've been in there for years and they years. Look, they look more, um, like, prepared. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, precise. Like, there's certain things are a certain way. It's concrete. You know, they're they're layered. Like, you can literally see in the Allied uh, uh, bunk, or, um, trenches. Yeah. It's just dirt. And then you got beds laid up against the sides of it. So you yes. can put the bed in if you need to sleep. And you go to the German side, and it's literally, like... Organized. It's and... perfect slats on the side with the uh, bags with, of sand or concrete, whatever. Yeah. and they're all layered perfectly it's like a full plan out like they came in there they dug this out and then the allied forces had to keep pushing yeah. and pushing and, and just pushing. the whole the whole plot of the movie is the germans are prepared and they're planning things and the english in this case are reacting to what the germans are doing so you know we start off with two regular soldiers in in, in like a they're field corporal. okay yeah. yeah but they they don't they're not in positions of leadership they're they're kind of regular soldiers is was my impression i don't think of they're recruits like i no. think the the main character um i did some brief reading and it was mentioned a little bit like that he was at the battle of psalm okay and were these were these actually based on real no that you read no okay no no the characters are not based on it okay but the background of the character is that he's already been at the biggest battle of the world war one Okay. At the Battle of Somme, there was one million deaths. The largest. Do you know where that day. was? Somme. Somme. I think it's France. Sure. Sounds. I'm, I'm pretty sounds... sure. That sounds like a French word. <laughs> okay. Because I'm Frenchist. <laughs> yeah. Um, but a million deaths, like it's still considered the largest um, loss of life in modern war. Oh wow. Yeah. So World War One. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So he survives that, and now he's like, all right, now I'm back. 
kind of near the front lines and so he has a little bit of like experience with what's going on that's why he's so hesitant when the other guy's like all right let's go let's go i can do this i gotta go get my brother and he's like whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. this is no man's land like 20 meters out and we're gonna we have killed. to be careful yeah yeah, yeah it, the whole movie follows these two guys and they're on a mission and the mission is to go save a bunch of uh, a, a separate battalion two battalions okay yeah 1600 men yeah and it was interesting because it, it it's a journey movie so it's two characters on a journey so very like it's a road trip lord of the rings-esque where we have to go from one point on the map to the other and we're going to pass through all this crazy stuff and a lot of scene changes and different settings and this movie felt super lived in like the sets that they had were on site they were on location yeah there was no green screen in a warehouse and it felt enclosed um there's only a few scenes where they're inside some sort of bunker area right and um that felt very cramped um but most movies outside at different times of the day and it kind of travels throughout just kind of i mean it literally is from like yeah one morning or one yeah one one morning to the next morning until the next morning Yeah, yeah about 24 hours yeah and it's it's pretty fast paced and i guess some of the complaints you could see is oh it's a movie about two guys just walking i was talking with someone at work and he was like walking movie, simulator yeah that movie was boring it was just about two guys walking through a battlefield i was like how dare you that is it is remove him from your friends list yeah it's it's uh no i like that guy but um <laughs> bad takes on movies i would not do a <laughs> podcast with him about it no guest <laughs> no guest you're not gonna make Retracted. it on here yeah um it i could see how people could see this movie as boring but I didn't think it was at all. Um, it's it's very tragic in that not, it's a lot of bad things happen and then they get worse. How many how many minutes are we? Can we just spoil this? Yet? I'm just kidding. Um, I won't spoil. We it can. You, if you if you have a good point, I think we can go into spoilers. If you if you'd like to. Well, you just keep saying that it's the journey of two guys. But uh. All right, go ahead. <laughs> say say whatever you want. Free reign. Good luck out there, viewers. <laughs> listeners. Unfortunately, we lose one of our journeymen. <laughs> yes. And it comes down to one person. So. Yes. I mean, and that's part of the historical accuracy as well, is that, you know, in World War One, they didn't have cell phones or satellites. No radio. It's no radio. It's primitive phone technology or... Um, what do you mean primitive scope. phone? There was no phone. Yeah. They had primitive primitive radios, primitive phone. There's wires that they were able to transmit. Oh, right. Live. But okay. it was that in combination with, like morse or i'm pretty sure it was morse they were they were able to send transmissions like morse code but not on the battlefield they were on the battlefield there was they were sending that's uh, there's it's one of the lines that the general says is like oh they're retreating and they gave us a parting gift of cutting our telephone lines so that they weren't able to communicate with uh general mckinn mckinn whatever the fuck and um so I guess the point was that you had to send a person or teams or a small group of people in order to get guarantee messages, well, <laughs> as much guarantee as you can get in a war to send messages to your various areas. And so, you know, it's you always sent in at least two so that you can guarantee the message get there. And that's why we lose one of our guys and the other yeah. one through his journey ends up making it. I, I know we talked about it a lot in the last episode where we talked about the gentleman, where English values versus American cultural values. 
but it's very English in the sense of England is a small continent that had to establish a navy and defend itself for like thousands. Millions. No, no, I wasn't going to say millions. (laughs) Thousands of years, and they've been a continent island, and they're still going strong. They're not as powerful as they used to be, but they're going to be around a lot longer than America is probably my... Like, I'm just making that up. Just their 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 way of being i think america is too scattered we're one big melting pot of a bunch of people who disagree and throw middle fingers at each other That'll and be western america eastern america yeah southern america yeah the texas is going to break off in its own country yeah, yeah. in the next 100 200 years succession. yeah California. i'll be a part of that war in 19 or uh well, in 2000 2045 yeah yeah it's gonna happen whereas england is you you have english values and one of them is loyalty and bravery and I, I know America has that too, but it was really. Um, this is the land of the free, home of the brave. What are you talking about? Brave yeah, is our but, word. But I'm just going with the themes of the movie. And I don't know if Sam Mendes, the director, is British, but he's done a lot of British film. In fact, I think he is British, just based on his style of movies. But I um, I'm not sure either. But uh, two men go off into battle. One has to deliver a message to save his brother, and the other one is loyal to his friend and he gets um upset that why the fuck did you take me out and why did you choose me for this journey yeah well because they the the brother the one who's charged with the mission is literally charged with it and it said hey pick one of your guys yeah come with me and this guy just happens to be sleeping on a tree right next to him and they're they're probably you know a little bit closer friends he tells funny stories to him and that's his like fond uh idea of their friendship and you know they get to a certain point he's like fuck you why did yes. you pick me you could have picked anyone else i've already done my you know he, it's it kind of lends to his uh his history of being in that big battle of like i don't fucking want to go into battle yeah. and kill people and have that trauma again like you know i'm sure yeah. he gets to the end and he sits at that tree and he looks at his family he's like fuck never again don't i don't want to be out here you know get me out of here and that's probably you know there's so but many he, scenes of boys in this movie. Yes, a lot of 14, kids. 15, 16, 17, 18. There's no draft age back then. Can you hold a gun? Can you listen to orders? Get out Can there. you walk? Yeah, you're coming with us. Yep. Yep. Um brutal. They and it was fighting for your country and that's a a driving force of get out there and represent your family and yeah. And so Oh, the brother is in like the royal army the royal the king's royal guard because he is a little bit of because he's educated okay so he's a little bit of like the higher the higher class of that time sure and this other guy is not so Mm -hmm. that's their kind of like oh i'm in charge because i have money not necessarily because i deserved or i earned this position through merit Mm -hmm. so that's why i say they're not recruits because they have a little bit of experience yeah um and so the guy ends up dying and and kind of his last breath is get the message to my brother and save my brother and um the the guy takes on the mantle and accomplishes the mission despite just you know i mean by the end of it i love the the ending scene where um we could still jump around talk more about the movie but when he comes in just get to the end and um finish for me listens to the preparation uh of the battle beforehand and there's like one young guy singing to the rest of the crowd, the rest of the guys, and they go off into battle. And the guy who has to deliver the message is 
exhausted like he can't even stand and you just think he's not going to make it and the movie might end and the difference between america's cinema and english cinema broadly speaking is that americans are put on a, a happy face but we're actually cynical and england puts on a, a brave face a tragic face and then in the end it's actually positive but they don't they don't out outwardly show the positivity but in the end the hero gets his journey and we we lost a lot of men along the way but at least we got there um so the biggest thing here is killing him softly ends with um no spoilers for this movie but our oh, main, we already spoiled that go yeah, check out, uh, go check out that movie but but basically the the end message in killing them softly is cynical and the end message in the gentleman which is an english film by guy ritchie and this movie is positive in the end even though it's tragic up until that point and that's something i've noticed with uh, the difference between the two uh continents and the Regions way they shoot of, movies yeah yeah um different influences yeah yeah so um let's see the we got to talk about the the fact that the whole movie is shot as if it's one take yeah. and that takes so much preparation you actually looked at the special features and the bonus scenes at the end right on the dvd what did you learn from um the technical like know-how the technical preparation that it took yeah you know at one point they mentioned that they had to do they wanted to do the shots with clouds in in the sky and obviously you can't shoot a whole movie in one day when it's cloudy so you got to keep depending upon the weather yeah. But obviously not every day can be cloudy. So on the days that it wasn't cloud, yeah, that it wasn't cloudy and it was just sunny, they're just doing takes, you know. They're just getting the reps down, getting the actors to know, getting the the camera, you know, the camera guys like guys that have rigs on them with the ro- robotic who have arms to be doing the the movement with the, with the yeah. stabilized camera so yep. they can be walking and the camera still stays the same like that tech is so cool and then, you know, to ever have I think um it's not Kodak but another uh, camera manufacturing company was already producing was it the Kodak? Smallest was it? i don't think it was whatever the camera company they had to develop a whole new yeah. camera just for this movie and they had to like rush it in time just yeah. to get the because technology it's, small, it's the smallest camera that's able to do high definition the, high defini- the yeah. highest definition that they could and the aspect and all that stuff all that stuff that and yet they had to make it a small room. camera because the camera was moving from aerial well, shots it had to be held, handheld yeah they had to be able to hold it in their hand or on a rig and so they had to have it so compact and tiny in order for it to be handed off to a person to run alongside or in front or behind them and then you know the other technical things they had were you know it's on a, a zip line yeah and they have this rig on it and those guys literally move are moving in front while they're wa- running in front of the actors put it on this thing get out of the way so that the actors can go and the camera's way up there and it gets so up there and then it keeps going down you know there's like, like the, a 600 yard tell them about the scene that, that happened um with the crater so they're in no man's land, oh, yeah, like yeah. 15, 20 minutes into the film. So for like a visual, just imagine uh, a 3D printer, I guess. That's probably not the best example. But uh, I guess it is kind of like a 3D printer. But you have four points, and then you have strings connecting something in the middle. But you have to be able to have this thing moving in the middle. So each you know corner has a rig to be able to pull its line and whatever. Yeah. But So they construct this around, it's probably like, what, 50 feet? 50 yeah. foot crater filled with water dead bodies all this shit and you're watching the movie and as you're watching you're like you're seeing that they go down into this crater camera view no one's in the crater obviously there's no extra we're, at, there's we're no, at 
person level. Yeah, we're right. Behind. I think we're right behind them. Yeah. They go down in this crater. It's like a 10-foot drop. They get to the edge of the water, and now they're going around the edge of the water, not through the water. But the yeah. camera position switches from behind them to watching them go, and then the camera goes across the water that you just it's saw. It's so seamless. And you're just like... Like, how did they snap that? What? Yeah. There's no ripples in the water. There's no way this person could be moving that fast to the water. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it took me out of the movie just a little bit to be like, how the fuck did they do that? Yeah, and but you're the only one notices it. Like, not the only one, but you and me notice things like that that other people yeah. don't notice that is it it does what it's you do magic. is you exactly you you don't sacrifice you want to get the best shot and whatever it takes to get that shot we're gonna do it whether it takes a crane or a, a small camera or or choreography lesser behind actors, the camera lesser actors just cheat and they just do yeah cut tricks or whatever you know they don't actually all right we're gonna do this properly you know like films like mad max and and uh yes and john wick and stuff like that that we're not going to cheat this is going to be authentic and it's you see this really here because you don't see the ripples in the water you just see this thing and so this machine is like have this camera come down no one's touching it it's just automated sam mendez is sitting somewhere back in his thing <laughs> he knows with, where he is with his yeah. little camera and or his little joystick he's like <laughs> and just you know getting the shot that he wants and then as soon as it gets out of the crater they have two people to the side and they right pull back it. to following yeah them. they yeah. pull it off the thing and then set it on the guy and give it to the guy who's going to follow them into their next journey yeah you know? yeah and, and there's other scenes that are similar that it's like 600 yards of continuous movement of the camera while these guys are walking and like you can't do a cut and come back no. it's like all right we, this is what we got to do so it's awesome to see that you know they did so many uh rehearsals yeah and then once it came down to it they were able to get it and, and so i one of my um hidden gems on netflix that i really like um uncut gems uncut gems is actually coming to i would have you seen that i haven't but it's coming in yeah well you watch it and let's let's talk about it i might even rewatch too it brutal oh it's uh i don't think we could but anyway um maybe upcoming we, we need a not safe for work uh, um tag yeah that movie is a little bit it's rough i haven't even seen it but i've heard it. it's rough around the edges <laughs> um no there's a it's called too late t-o-o l-a-t-e too late and the entire movie is i think five shots 20 minute um scenes neo-noir follows a private investigator and the whole movie is five 20 minute long takes it's amazing that and they kept the small little mess ups like one point in the first scene the actor one of the actors who's like one of the side actors messes up his lines and starts to laugh a little bit and they kept it in and he just kept going because, you know, we're 15 minutes into a 20 minute. Like, we're not going to cut this out. And fired. You're fucking fired. Well, no, the movie is it kind of works and it's authentic. And it's I still like the movie regardless of all that. But in this movie, they sort of had the same thing where there were I don't know how many uh, scenes were in this movie, how many different cuts there were because they edited the cuts in really, um, really, really well, like hardly noticeable nobody really messed up like there wasn't a whole lot of continuity continuity uh mess ups like they had dirt on their shoes when they were walking through the mud like 30 minutes later you still see the dirt but it's kind of dried up and it's like little stuff like that like the fact that their boots aren't clean like uh we were watching uh transformers uh, a while ago um actually maybe it wasn't you and me but um what's her name the meg um megan fox um yeah, she like had. What's what's her name? Angelina Jolie. 
No, it was it, it was the chick. Uh, that might be her name. The I don't chick know. in Transformers. Yeah. Yeah, Megan Fox. Okay. One, two, three. Megan Fox, Shiloh, both. Or are you talking about the yeah. ones with? No, 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 yeah, it was it was her then. Um, she had um like white pants and like you, there's no way that you would they would be dirty as shit. Like there was like a continuity thing. It's like all this huge action going on. I can't stop thinking that there was only there's no white way her pants. white pants it was only would... white pants because her skin was so artificially tanned in a dark <laughs> yeah. color that in order to like contrast her skin from her clothes, you had to put this white pants on her ass. Like you were looking at her ass. Yeah, and there was there was no dirt at all, and they were like rolling around and all this shit. And I just remember like no way and i just fuck this movie like just like you see war movies and you see an explosion and everyone is covered in a cake of dust in like an action movie or a, a bullshit that type of stuff and yeah. it's like a hot girl explosion yeah. beautiful a little bit yeah little yeah bit power <laughs> yeah she like looks dirty but like sexy yeah you know? <laughs> anyway so you just didn't notice anything with with uh this this movie i mean um there's things like because I actually wa- watched it with you the second time, um, which I don't know why I've been doing. I watch a movie and the next night I just watch it again. Probably get more out of it. I just You've love seen it. Things. Yeah. And um, I'm like not even bored at all. It's just awesome. Um, well, you that's also because you watch good movies. If you watched a yeah. shitter, and yeah. then I was like, I'm still I still want to watch the shitter. You'd be like, <laughs> good nope. <more>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, have fun. Uh, but early on, like one of the first scenes is the guy with his brother puts his hand on his heart to double check that the picture of his family was still there. And that is way before it's revealed that, uh, when he dies, like 45 minutes into the movie, um, he takes the picture out and it's all bloody and he gives it to his friend and says like, carry on it. Just so many of all those. And there's 30 other things like that. Or I'm, I'm not going to mention that really tied the movie together. It was just a tight, good film. And yeah, you ready, you ready for that? Uh, that fact I was yeah. going to throw at you. So I found out, and I didn't recognize this at all, but he did look familiar, I guess. But uh, the brother th- that we see in the beginning of the movie that takes the mission and says, yeah, I'll sure. go, I'll go get, deliver the message. You want to guess wh- who, who, uh, who's the actor? I, I don't know. Uh, do you remember a uh, little shit king in a show called Game of Thrones? Joffrey? Really? Yeah, that's Joffrey. That's Joffrey? Yeah. No fucking way. So if you want to see Joffrey really? get a little chubby, a little bit older, and then get gutted like a pig and bleed out, watch this movie because you'll get the satisfaction. Dude, he was, and he, he, he was a good actor. I mean, he was... Yeah. I mean, I, I, I thought he was really good in Game of Thrones just because we hate him. Yeah. That means he was doing his job was right. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people hated Especially him Especially because... for a kid. For, imagine... I don't. I don't know how these kid actors 16, do it. 16, 17. I mean, they've been doing it for a while. You have. It's so much pressure, and you you can work with experience. It's amazing, and also it's it's well, very. The, the threshold's not very high either. It's like, well, this is what we got. Yeah. <laughs> <We're gonna> go. <laughs> now we don't want this kid. Get another one. There are no yeah. more. I guess I guess you do hear stories of it not going well. Right. Um, he's not a kid actor, but he was a very young actor. The guy who played Han Solo. Um, mm. Not Harrison Ford, the new mm. the new one. He had to go take acting lessons. They had to stop production. The guy and, who played Han Solo in the movie Han Solo. Yeah, which clarify. was not a great movie. Uh, still a Star Wars movie, though. I didn't like it. Star Wars fans are going to like it. That's because you're not a real nerd. You have sure. you have an, in, an indie game it. podcast. You have a magic pot a show. You have a, a book show. But um, 
You're not a real nerd. Got it. I've, I would never put that title on you. Yeah, I'll take it. You don't want to be a nerd. You don't want to be a nerd. Dude, look at this. Yeah, you look like a nerd with quarantine your Quarantine haircut. I look like a... Got the fresh cut today, boy. Oh, my boy. God. Dude. 30 minutes ago. Yeah, you're looking fresh. What what week of COVID is this? Oh, uh, 11? Week, week 9? No, this 11. is 11 weeks of lockdown. Not in Florida. We are... Back open. <laughs> you go outside. People are on the beach. They're partying. I always feel bad when I walk in a public store and... Uh, I'm the I'm the one not wearing the max. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sick, I promise. Yeah. Start wearing the Jew star. I'm not sick. <laughs> I'm safe. Nice, great addition. To, I'm glad you said that. Oh, that's what it turns into usually, right? It's like some. Isn't that something in the Bible, like the mark of the beast, and that's how you know that some I don't remember. Yeah. But <laughs> the evil doers weird. I told my mom the other day. I was like. Uh, about the book of Revelation. I was like, the guy was on drugs. He was on psychedelics the whole time. Like, he's just hallucinating. And she's like, what? What do you mean? I was like, mom, read it over again. Like, browse through it. Like, the guy's talking about visions and all this, like... And if you look at... um, I mean, I don't know at all, but... Here goes half our audience. John the Revelator, like, the person... John, he was, like, on an island. He yeah, was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he was, like, writing letters to... Isolated. The- can't talk. It's like, all right, guys. Well, we know a little bit about the brain now, <laughs> so we can draw to the conclusion that he was probably on mushrooms. <laughs> this is heavy psychedelic usage, but... Eating um, whatever food he can find. Yeah. He was right. the first case of COVID. <laughs> You're so dumb. Isn't it an avian flu? Like, if you eat birds, then you just got a disease turns your brain to mush uh start writing down four horsemen stories yeah you're probably right i feel like you <laughs> hate how much i derail this show i do <laughs> i do i've told you a hundred <laughs> times I'm, I'm, uh, what I'm, else we gotta just... say about this movie IMDb uh, gives it a 8.3 rotten tomatoes 89 percent. i already said this right i give it a three out of five yes and I didn't I, think it was as amazing as you, yeah. If I would have said 9 out of 10, I would have been right along pretty much with everyone else. It no. boxed office $370 million. So what you do, uh, that's what happens when you release a Christmas movie, right? Not going to see numbers like that for a while. Ever again. Maybe. But potentially. The, the budget was 90 to 100, so that's a big old fat, I don't know what that means. Oh, n- check. 90 to $100 million, and then you... Yeah, but you know, movie account Hollywood accounting is so fucked up. That's true. Probably yeah. cost one hundred fifty. They hide costs. They say the movie didn't, because they have things in the contract where if the movie is profitable, but they can mess up the accounting of the movies and say the even though like there's hundreds of examples of movies that were huge box office hits that they were not profitable, so that you don't get bonuses to the crew and things like that. It's just. It's all a bunch of it's a bunch of nonsense numbers put together. Yeah, uh, it got an Academy Award for Best Cinematography, mm-hmm. and that's because the cinematographer. Uh, one moment, please. Was it someone famous or yeah. well known? This guy has done a shit ton of movies. Which that's, Sam Mendes, by the way, has made a lot of good movies. He yeah. made Spectre and Skyfall. Skyfall, which were Road to Perdition. Yeah, I haven't seen that one, but. Uh, what was the Revolutionary the Road? Yeah, Revolutionary Road with, with uh, Leo, with the goat. Uh, cinematography Roger Deakins. What else did he this do? This guy. You ready for this? I don't think you're ready for this. 
uh, Shawshank Redemption. Okay. Fargo. Yeah. The Big Lebowski. Cool. Brother, where out there? Where? Oh, brother, where art thou? A Beautiful Mind. Okay. Uh, The Village. Jarhead. No Country for Old Men. Revolutionary Road. Uh, True Grit. Skyfall. Unbroken. Hail Caesar. Blade Runner. Yeah. Original. What? Blade Runner, the original or twenty forty nine? Twenty forty nine. That it was his first. Have academy. we not talked about Blade Runner on this channel yet? We have. Episode we... twelve. I don't know. <laughs> You're fucking making that up because I don't that, think we have. Pull that out of my ass. I'll go check right now so they can. Uh, no, we'll throw, we we'll throw the link up on the screen. We have not. I, I know we haven't. Are you sure? Yeah, we have not. I don't believe you. Well, look, we're only. If there wasn't so many goddamn videos on this channel, I could look it up easily. But you know, we were just pumping out content. And by what do you we, think about those I thumbnails with the yellow? Uh, is that good or bad? Or is it clear? Don't ask me. Okay. It's it's rough out there to make these and no one's watching. <laughs> I don't know what we have to. I'm willing to change. I just don't know what to change. Like I want to make this entertaining or whatever, but yeah, we haven't done it. It's hard to watch. Let's let's uh, let's wrap this up. I don't want this video to be. I always wrap it up. To so too long. You let me know. Yeah. Do you have any um, final thoughts on? The movie, I, I said everything I wanted to say about it. And more. Yeah. I'd Dude, recommend Are it. you sure? Uh, oh, one thing, though, is um, I thought it was pretty, like, grim when the guy cut his hand on the barbed wire, and then he's, like, walking, and yeah, then he yeah. falls. Puts his body, his hand falls. Into a dead body. I was oh, like, you're oh, dead. You're yeah. dead. You don't survive after this movie. Yeah. There's no post, uh, there's not going to be 1917 two. 1918. <laughs> there's not going to be no 19, 1918 for you, buddy. How long was the World War, by the way? World War One. World War One, uh, I don't know. It was more than ten years, right? I, do, you know, as a culture, I don't think America was heavily involved, and even in World War Two, we weren't heavily involved until like 1944 and onward. So. Well, we didn't get involved in World War One until they started submarining our ships, and then we're like, "All right, fuck you." We're do you know what year that was? I I don't know. I don't know my World War One history. I don't know everyone. I didn't pay attention in class. I was goofing off. Yeah. Putting stuff in my butt in the back. <laughs> okay. I guess we haven't done. We have not done Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Alright. That's all. Looper and lots of Corona. I like that one. You know, my sister was excited. She's like, ooh, Looper, I'll watch that one. I was like, that's not the one to watch. We barely talked about the fucking movie. It just... Just drinking. That's fine, dude. Just watch us goofing off. That's what. That's fifty percent of why they come here. If they wanted real reviews, or <laughs> <laughs> go somewhere else, bitch. If they wanted, uh, if they wanted concise, eloquent, <laughs> scripted, prop, real proper um, information on movies. <laughs> you go to the wrong place. <laughs> Just go read some articles or watch uh watch those million sub channels. You'll get the content that you want, but fifty percent of why they come watch us is <laughs> for, this, for this dynamic this bullshit. Yeah. For you rolling your eyes at me and me laughing as I make jokes and you just move right on. Yeah. It's the magic we got, dude. We gotta hold on to our magic. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> Thanks buddy. for joining us guys. See you guys. 
Remember to like and subscribe. Click Please, that, Jesus! <laughs> like, click that little, holy shit! Click that little bell so when we upload the next shitty video, you can tune in and be like, "God damn it, they're still so bad." Just do that for us. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. Keep doing them. It's a tough this world is fun. out there, dude. You think with Corona we'd get more views, but you fuckers won't. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Anal. <laughs>